Our unique expression is our divine expression. Our unique expression is our divine expression. And when we can come back into union with that, instead of pushing parts of ourselves away because it looks different than the way that other people do it, or because it doesn't fit into the idea of what we think we should be, then we can allow ourselves to be in fucking union with ourselves. And the more that we embrace all parts of ourselves and the more that we trust ourselves and the more that we trust our intuition, the more that we will receive intuitive guidance and the closer we will become to spirit, source, divinity. All right. Hello and welcome to Bad Witches Only. I'm your host, Ali Schlenner. If you don't know who the fuck I am, I am an intuitive life coach and an energy healer. And today we're going to talk all about spiritual awakening, embodying our divinity, and just tuning into ourselves as a channel for divine light and healing. So first and foremost, I want to share with you guys a little bit about what I have been experiencing and moving through over the past couple of days. So today is Saturday and tomorrow is Sunday. Shocking. I know Sunday comes after Saturday. We are all (laughs) fucking floored by that realization. So tomorrow is a full moon lunar eclipse in Scorpio and the sun is currently in Taurus. So this transit is a little bit intense. Um, Anybody else feeling it? (laughs) Also like Mercury's in retrograde and everybody's talking about it. It's just fucking trending. I love that astrology is quote unquote trendy right now. But um, next week or the week after we're going to be having a guest brought on who is actually an expert in astrology, unlike me. So it's going to be a very great conversation. Turn up, get ready for it. But I wanted to share with you some things that have been going on with me because it's been really fucking intense. And I've noticed that the more I've allowed myself to be in union with my spirituality and with my divinity, the more Um, affected I feel by the energy of the universe and I am 100% a sensitive baby. I am just a big fucking sensitive baby angel and this transit has felt like the the most, it's felt the most (laughs) ever. And um, so a few things about what's happening with this eclipse. Number one, Eclipses eclipses are times of intense transformation and changes. And this is in the sign of Scorpio. Scorpio is all about fucking death and rebirth and going into the depths of the soul and like seeing what's happening and allowing ourselves to rise and from that place and to be reborn from that place. And that also means like an intense shedding and an intense letting go. And that is in in alignment with the energy of the full moon as full moons, especially after the peak of the full moon, is a time of of shedding and letting go. So with that energy, holy shit, And Scorpio is a water sign. Water rules our emotions. Water rules the subconscious. So going into like the murky waters and figuring out what what is real for us in this moment and how do we want to move forward from that place. 
Um, so I don't know if anybody else has been feeling the intense, the intense energy. I did a poll on my Instagram and, um, (laughs) I was like, how's everybody feeling? One option was fuck this shit. One option was dying. And the other option was like thriving or ready to party. And it was almost 100% fuck this shit. And it's really funny because I was feeling the same exact way. But, um, in relation to what I have been experience or actually before back up a little bit so this like transit this axis started in in november when we had a when we were in scorpio and we had a full moon in taurus and now it's where it's like the completion of the cycle and if i get any of this wrong i will have my friend my astrologer friend come on and correct everything that i fucked up next week okay so don't worry (laughs) non-astrologer Allie is just is sharing with you what she knows and what she understands to be true so if I am wrong don't worry it will be corrected in the next episode but like I'm just going with it with what I know um and what I've researched so I hope I don't fuck up too much just butchering this shit do you guys need to come on here to (laughs) learn astrology from someone who doesn't know astrology that's shocking so Anywho, in November, if you guys remember correctly, that was when I moved my ass to San Diego and then I went through all of these crazy fucking things. And then now it's like the completion of the cycle. I have officially arrived in Mexico City. I am embodying this new life of digital nomad existence and I'm just doing the fucking damn thing and I'm scared shitless, but I'm doing it anyway. And with that, I am like continuously fucking purging belief systems and like more like limiting beliefs that keep me small and that remind me that I can't do it because I know in like the depths of my soul that I am meant to be doing exactly what it is that I am doing and like sharing my, sharing, living my purpose in this way. And so there's so much of my, my humanness of these judgments and you know, like honestly, a part of Scorpio energy as well is that judgment <laughs> and it, and not um and yeah, it is it's a part of Scorpio energy is judgment. And so allowing myself to see the judgments that I hold for myself and saying, okay, that's not real. That's not real. That's based in fear. That's based in conditioning. That's based in subconscious belief systems and subconscious programs that have been running the show for too long. And I no longer choose to identify with them. And simultaneously, we are in the energy of Mercury retrograde where, which, you know, does cause a bit of reflection and introspection surrounding the past and what we have experienced in the past. So allowing some of those things that may be coming to the forefront of our minds randomly and to bring us deeper healing in respect to those situations. And it doesn't have to be necessarily like a bad thing that is brought to us in order to bring closure so that we can move forward. But right now is a time of retrograde where the planet is literally moving backwards, which brings us a bit of like fogginess and confusion and reevaluation. So as we reevaluate the past, we can allow ourselves to move forward when it's time, but in the now moment, allowing ourselves to see and feel and experience the past in from fresh eyes and to allow ourselves to let go, to bring closure, and to bring deep like transformation within us. So with that, with all of that energy, it's obviously a lot. There's a lot happening. And um, 
I'm a very earthy person. I experience a lot of this stuff in my physical body. So acknowledging, oh my gosh, like my body has been holding so much and now is a time of change and rebirth and transformation and it's fucking intense. It is fucking intense. And I felt, it was so funny, like in November, I remember feeling so deeply with that full moon in Taurus Like, holy fuck, this is going to be intense for me. This is an intense season for me. And just accepting it and owning it and being being like, all right, this is what we're fucking doing. And it is. It's been one of the most intense like times of my life, increments of time of my entire life. And so the other night, not last night, the night before, and I'm sorry if this is like TMI for some of you, but... I was just purging all night long and I'm not somebody who, sorry, 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 once again, there's a lot of information, but I'm not somebody who throws up like ever, 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 ever. And I was just throwing up literally all night long and it was completely fucking random. It was completely fucking random. I just, I don't, there was nothing that triggered it. There was no like food experience. Um, there was no, there was nothing that triggered it. It was just like, I felt so much anxiety in my body during that day and during that night. And I, I just needed to fucking throw up and I was throwing up all night long. And I was just like, I, I, like in the moment I woke up the next morning, I was like, did that happen? Like, what the fuck was just happening? What, what happened? And yeah, it happened. And the last time I, and like, I swear there's a purpose to this. There's an energetic purpose to this. I'm not just telling you guys about, about my vomit experience. So the last time that I had thrown up, listen to this, what are the fucking chances was last year during the same transit was last year during this Scorpio full moon in the sign of Taurus. And I was in Brazil and we did a plant medicine ceremony and I just needed to purge. I just needed to purge and purge and purge and purge and purge. And it was, it was so fucking intense. And I remember thinking like, I literally never throw up. That's, that was my first thought was I never throw up. I don't, I don't remember the last time I threw up before that. Maybe when I was drinking and, and I was drunk or hungover, but like, but since then it just doesn't happen. It's not something that my body does, but now energetically I'm, I'm like feeling this so deeply within my body is the need to release. And when I feel the need to release, that is just what happens. And so, yeah, so purging. Um, so let's talk about that for a moment. Purging is when <laughs> our, we clear ourselves out on the bodily level of like everything that exists within us. It's, it's energetically a form of death and rebirth of just letting everything out so that we can then like take in and embody that which is new for us and let go of that which no longer serves us. It's a way of creating space within the physical like arena within the physical body in order to allow in like an ushering of new energy. And so, yes, I found this to be like very strange was just the coincidence. And then at the same time, I'm like, obviously it fucking makes sense. I mean, (laughs) I mean, of course, it's just the Scorpio full moon. This does it to me. 
But at the same time, I'm like, this is a whole new experience because I have never, never in my life had this type of physiological reaction that has been so intense solely based on energy. And this is a part of, this has been a part of spiritual awakening in my experience is this like deep embodiment of energy and acknowledging what my body, mind, and soul needs for healing in order to become closer with the divinity that flows through me and the divinity that exists on a higher realm. And so with that, it's the acknowledgement that I am safe to fully experience each and everything that happens to and through me and to know that it is of my service and to know that I am, I am truly safe to be in my body and to feel fully that which is flowing through me. And so with that, there has been so much healing and so much openness and so many like realizations where where I do feel this intense openness now after that like great fucking purge and and to accept and to acknowledge like holy fuck my body is this powerful and my spirit is this powerful to be in union with the energy of the universe to guide me to like give myself the medicine that I need without plant medicine without anything else without any type of physical trigger but just because I am in union with this energy I allow it to move me in the way that my body needs in order to guide me closer back to myself and closer to my divinity and that was obviously an intense experience and also like I'm very thankful for it because now I understand why I receive that And just to share a little bit about some of the anxiety that I was having that day, it was connected to um, an experience that I had in college. And I shared on social media, um, just I did a podcast with one of my friends from Loyola, and that's where I went to college. And um, then I was reflecting on, oh my goodness, I was voted most likely to brighten your day in 2016 for the class of of 2016. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And then I was thinking back and reflecting on, oh my goodness, I had like my best, my quote unquote best friends at the time. I know were talking like poorly about me and didn't want me to receive that award. And, and then I was thinking back on some of those experiences that I had with those friends and how, how much it really broke my heart. And, you know, as we move through life, it's so natural for us to take the experiences that we've been through that are painful and kind of put them in a box and be like, oh, we don't need to think about them or feel them like it, like almost like it didn't happen. And reflecting back on one of the, like such a, such a beautiful blessing from college, which is the most likely to brighten your day. Like that to me is such a fucking accomplishment. And I want to be able to feel proud and and like love myself more for for that. And of course, it's just an external reflection on on my own self-love and like this this radiance that I have within myself. But it was so beautiful for me to to receive that in that moment as well, because 
in college, we're all questioning ourselves. Like nobody's our best self in college. And, and to, of all of the awards to receive, most likely to brighten your day is a really, really beautiful one. So I was feeling so grateful. And at the same time, I was like, oh my goodness, but to, to be surrounded by people who didn't really love me or didn't, um, like see me or appreciate me. And it, it, maybe it was the exact opposite. I don't know, but that feeling was so overwhelming and it was really like making me sad. And of course I wish like nothing but the best for these people. Um, no matter what, like, like I said, nobody's our best self in college. We're all just shitheads. We're all just doing our best. And 100% group think and like the identity of the group surpasses the identity of the individual at that time because our brains aren't fully formed. Like they're not fully formed until two to three years after we graduate from college and, or like from American university style, but with, with our undergrad and to think back to that time and be like, Ooh, that, that, like that made me sad. And, and also like, there's no hard feelings there. Um, and also I was so afraid to share that experience on social media. And after I, after I even mentioned that, I was like, Oh my God, should I have not have said that? Did I like out somebody? Was I mean to somebody? Are they gonna like come, come at me? Or are they going to think that I was talking about them? Which like, I mean, I was speaking very openly and I'm still learning the balance between owning my own truth and sharing my story and knowing how to share it in a way that is true to me, but doesn't necessarily include other people. But like, regardless, when it comes to sharing our story, there will be different experiences that are intertwined with others. So to learn how to do this in like in a balanced way is something that I'm still learning how to do. I'm new to sharing myself with the world in this way so openly. So when I shared that on social media, I was like, oh my God, but people are going to know like who my quote unquote best friends were (laughs) in college. And I was like, oh my gosh, I feel so bad. I don't want them to look bad. And at the same time, I'm like, all right, Allie, I deserve to be able to share my story very openly. And this is a huge fucking part of my story. Me losing my best friends in college was is a huge part of my story. And, and loving them anyway. And loving them fucking anyway. And accepting them anyway. But like my fear with it was, oh my gosh, I wonder if they are acknowledging this action or if they're like denying it or if they love themselves anyway because regardless unconditionally of the way that they treated me I still have that love and appreciation for them but I was nervous that maybe they hadn't cultivated that sense of self-love for themselves or like forgiveness or acknowledgement and you know what it's not my job to fucking hold people and walk on eggshells because of of their own ability to love themselves I am going to trust you whether it's true for you or not, but I'm going to trust you to take responsibility for the way that you showed up in the world and to love yourself anyway, because it's not my job to hold and and protect and walk on eggshells around you because I'm afraid that you're not going to love yourself at the end of the day. So cultivating that sense of self-love within yourself is your own fucking job. And like, I trust you and I love you and I believe in you to be able to do that. And I'm going to share my story. And I'm going to share my story because it's a huge part of what makes me me. And there's only love at the end of the day. 
And no matter, unconditional love means no matter how you show up in the world, I am going to love you. I am going to love you, whether you love yourself or whether you don't or whether you can't at this moment, I am going to love you. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it's so funny because in college, I was definitely not my best self. I was an asshole too. And I had so many moments of fucking like allowing group think to overtake the way that I showed up as an individual and treating people poorly. And that's something that I had to take responsibility for. And the difference is that I fucking apologized to the people who I hurt. I like for my own sense of well-being, I had to apologize. I had to apologize. And because I know it was so against like what I believed to be right in my heart and in my soul. And there were so many insecurities that had literally taken over me where I was showing up in the world that projected those insecurities onto others and hurt them. So when it's like keeping you up at night because you've hurt somebody, fucking reach out and apologize. And they don't have to forgive you. They don't have to forgive you. Nobody has to forgive you. Like if you're a real asshole, they don't have to forgive you. And <laughs> and I was, and some people forgive me and some people couldn't. And that's okay. And that is okay. But like at the end of the day, we have to learn how to look at our mistakes and grow from them and not just put them in a fucking box and say, oh, I didn't do that or be in denial about it. Because imagine just like, uh, imagine how much better of a person you could become from lear- become from learning from your mistakes as opposed to denying them. Like we are human and we are bound to fuck up and we are bound to make mistakes and and we deserve out of a sense of self-love to acknowledge the times that we fucked up in this life so that we can come back to love and so that we can grow from them. And I am so thankful for the people in my life who have received me and said, hey, I know you fucked up, like you're human and and I love you and I respect you and let's move forward. And there's somebody in particular who literally like fucking is one of my biggest cheerleaders to this day. And in college, I was a dick to her. I was a dick to her. And she was one of my best friends and and I was a fucking dick. And And I owned that and I reached out to her. And today she like she reminds me of what love really is of what love really is because the way that she like holds me and nurtures me and respects me and sees me and fucking appreciates me even after I had like a very a lapse of judgment in the way that I treated her and like that is so beautiful to me that is like oh my gosh like I fucking I could I, I, I worship her because she reminds me of what love is and what love should feel like. And yeah, and it's really beautiful. So, and I'll never forget when I reached out to her to apologize. Um, I was in Costa Rica. I think it was like 2017 or 2018. And I remember I was in San Jose and I was by the pool of my hotel and I was like kept up for like two weeks at night just thinking about how I had treated her. And, and I sent her a message and her response was like, Allie, I, I understand. And I'm so thankful that things have worked out the way that they have, because they have led me to where I am now. 
And the people that I have in my life remind me every day of what I'm grateful for and of what I deserve. And that wouldn't have happened without things going the way that they did. So thank you for apologizing and I forgive you. And like that response still rings in my head over and over and over again, because how fucking powerful and how beautiful for, for somebody to say, like, basically thank you for being a dick so that you brought me here because I have so much gratitude for where I am in the present moment that I accept the past for what it was. So anywho, shout out to you. You know who you fucking are. I fucking love you. You're the queen of everything. And, um, yeah, literally one of my biggest cheerleaders. So unbelievable, unbelievable love. (laughs) But anywho, so the past can bring up so much like anxiety within us. And when we put it in a box and we say, all right, we're just going to like turn the page as if this didn't happen because we don't want to acknowledge it. It leaves open wounds inside of us that just kind of exist in our physical bodies. So Mercury retrograde is often a time where we reevaluate and reflect and randomly fucking feel these things that come up in the past and it's a beautiful time to allow ourselves to receive closure, to allow ourselves to receive closure in whatever way that we need. But yeah, yeah, dudes. Yeah, dudes, dudettes. It was fucking, it was intense. It was some intense anxiety. And when it comes down to it, I think what I was most afraid of was like, or what I was feeling at that time was was feeling the way I did back then, was feeling small, was feeling insignificant, was feeling unworthy, unworthy, because that is truly how I felt in that group, was unworthy and uncherished. And, and you know, those little moments, like the fucking superlative thing, it's not anything in comparison to what I felt in certain other experiences in the same group. And, but it's just a reminder of the feeling that made me feel really ashamed to be who I was. So acknowledging that it's like, oh my goodness, holy shit. I'm, I'm also, I'm also human and I'm also learning how to talk about these things in a way that feels true to me and makes me feel like expanded and open. And, and I want other people to understand too, like the intention for me even sharing that was holy shit, no matter where you are in this moment, so much can change. And the people that we surround ourselves with are a reflection of our external are a reflection of our internal um, views of ourselves. And at that time, I did not view myself very highly, clearly. (laughs) And that was reflected back to me in the external world. So just acknowledging all of the fucking internal work that I've done over the years has ushered in this energy of allowing me to be met with people in my life who love me for all that I am and who cherish me for all that I am, and who appreciate me, and and who I appreciate in reciprocity. And it's a really beautiful process. And I just want to remind everyone, like no matter who is in your life at this moment, the more that you continue to work on your relationship with yourself, the more people in your life that will show up to reflect that back to you. So to really trust the process. And 
And it may come with seasons of being alone, of spending a lot of time alone. Like, holy shit, I spent, I, I mean, I lost like my, a lot of my friends and I spent like many years, um, feeling alone and lost and confused about like what I had done to make them not love me, what I had done to make them not accept me, what I had done to, to make them walk out of my life without even like a word of explanation. And you know what, during those times, like during that time period of being alone and questioning everything like about myself and my self-worth, I realized really for the first time that like, that I, I was a human and that I make human mistakes. And even as I make these human mistakes, I don't deserve to be judged for them. And I don't deserve to have friends in my life who are willing to walk out just for me being human. Like I don't fucking deserve that and neither do you. And unconditional love is not that. Unconditional love is not that. If <laughs> if I was loved unconditionally, if I had unconditional love for myself and if they had unconditional love for me, I would have known and I would have been shown through those actions that I could be human. I would have the permission to be human. And there were friends that were brought into my life at the same exact time who showed me what that meant, who showed me what that meant. And that's a part of the process is, is releasing attachment to people, releasing attachment to people, especially to people that can't love us for all that we are. And just knowing that it is, we are safe to do that. We are safe to do that. And the more that, and it's, this is literally the same, same energy of purging. We are creating space when we let go of friends who cannot hold us in all that we are. When we let go of friends that cannot love us unconditionally, we are creating space within ourselves and within our energy vortex to welcome in more unconditional love for ourselves. And that is what we fucking deserve. That is what we fucking deserve every step of the way. So just remember that and like hold that in the core of your being um, truly with all that you are. So we're going to breathe into that real quick. <sighs> and exhale. And meeting ourselves with grace. Meeting ourselves with grace. Yeah. And like another thing that I always remind myself is because um, our stories are inherently going to be intertwined with with other people. So is you know, we, we have to learn how to take responsibility for our actions and how they affect people. And, and everyone's story is free to be shared through their experience. And like, if this is something when I talk about some of my exes and like how the relationships were abusive, I just remind myself, okay, if they didn't want me to talk about it in this way, then maybe like they will um, accept responsibility and act differently in the future so that somebody else doesn't tell the truth like in the in that way because it is the truth. All I'm doing is telling the fucking truth and I am allowed to do that. <laughs> so I hope that it brings out a steeper sense of like responsibility in our actions and love. And I'm not saying for one second that I haven't been a dickhead. I have been a fucking dickhead many times in my life and I am still learning. I am still fucking learning and I am still fucking human. And also I am free to share my experiences openly with the world and we're all learning and we're all living. So let's just show up a little bit better next time and not hurt people. <laughs> and when we hurt people, they're free to fucking talk about it. All right? All right, motherfuckers. So 
Yeah. And that is, it's funny because this is something I have really thought a lot about um, because I have, for those of you who know me and have been along this journey with me for a while, I love to write and I want to write a book and writing a book means I'm going to have to tell some stories. So, (laughs) and sometimes I'm just like, all right, well, if they didn't want to tell me, if they didn't want me to tell the truth in the story, then they shouldn't have shown up that way. And maybe they'll learn how to do show up differently in the future. So there's that. And and I'm sorry if that's harsh or if anyone's like, oh my God, Allie, you're such a fucking bitch. Like, okay. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, I'm I'm happy you feel that way. I don't give a fuck. So anywho, <laughs> back to spiritual awakenings. Ah. All right, I'm just going to have a little sip of kombucha here. I'm sweating. Is it hot in here or is it just Mexico City? I think it's just Mexico City. It's like a million degrees. Um, All right, moving the fuck on. Spiritual awakening. So some weird shit has happened to me in my life. And as you have heard, I randomly start purging because of the energy of the universe that's flowing through me. But no, really, like... The spiritual awakening process has been intense, has been really intense, and it's been beautiful and overwhelming at times, and uh, it's so funny how I can go from speaking to such like human experiences as we just were touching on to more of the spiritual stuff, but this is a part of our divine humanity, right? Like we all have both sides to ourselves in each and every moment. And there's, it involves a dance and oscillation between acknowledging our human parts, acknowledging our divine parts and knowing that nothing is out of place. Nothing is out of place. And, and as we allow ourselves to be the divine channels that we are, we acknowledge that they come through us in a certain way, because that is the way that they can only be expressed through us, through us, through us as the channel. And, I invite you to embody that and like fully feel that as as you are to acknowledge that the way that things flow through you can be done in a way that is only to you, that is unique to you and to honor the power in that and also like the strange discomfort that arises within you from feeling both divine and human and like the messiness that is human on the human plane of deep emotions and and yeah just feeling so much feeling so much and feeling hurt by simple actions and then remembering our divinity and not taking things personally and returning to that space of like the bird's eye view and allowing yourself to look down on the human world with such deep compassion and unconditional love and to float somewhere in between to float somewhere in between and to not judge yourself for whatever part of you is coming out in this moment because these these parts of you are are what make you who you are and our emotions guide us back to our divinity because they bring us to the lessons that we need to learn to acknowledge how to see things from a higher perspective and we can't quite reach the spiritual until we allow ourselves to fully be human and the oscillation and the dance between the two is a part of the process. And there is nothing wrong with, with being both at once. I'd actually argue that in order for us to be fully like spiritual and enlightened, we need to allow ourselves to experience the human plane fully, 
with our whole hearts. And that's not always easy to do. And that's not always easy to do. And there's so much like judgment that comes up through experiencing life in the messiest, in the messiest way possible with so many emotions. And, and yet that's what we need to do in order to allow ourselves to, to die and be reborn. Like we need to be able to feel. We need to be able to be guided back to this higher perspective through experience, through embodiment, and not through spiritually bypassing. And we can oscillate between between both of these worlds in our own timing, but to not put pressure on ourselves to be in one when we're actually in the other. Like to be seeing things so spiritually and through the eyes of unconditional love and when we're actually just in the human plane, like for this moment, for the now moment. And, and when we are really present with our bodies and fully experiencing everything that we are, the only thing that will meet us there when we allow ourselves to go into the depths of the emotions is unconditional love. When we allow ourselves to fully go there because we will be met with that love and it will shower us and it will remind us that we are safe to be in our bodies and that we are safe to feel these things fully. And when we allow ourselves to feel these things fully, the emotions will dissolve. The intensity will dissolve and we will be held and we will be open and we will be surrendered. And that's, that is the feeling when we allow ourselves to feel things fully. And when we surrender, we are met with love. The only thing that exists when we allow ourselves to fully surrender is unconditional love. So I want to remind you of that. And I want to remind you to embrace both your humanness and your divinity and that there is nothing wrong with, with oscillating between the two. There's nothing wrong with that. It's beautiful. So it's a reminder for you and a reminder for me. Um, as everything that I say I, is not just for you, it's also for me because I'm learning along this journey and I'm a human baby angel, just like you. And we all got to figure our shit out together. I'm just like literally processing in real time outwardly <laughs> for the world. Um, so anywho, the spiritual awakening process. So when I was in my yoga teacher training in 2018, 2019, why can't I remember which, which actual year it was? It was one or the other. Um, I think it was 2018 and I think it was 2019. And I started studying Reiki. I, at level one, um, when I was in Reiki sessions, there would be like weird things happening with my hands. And this is before we learned the symbols and and so my hands were just doing all of these movements. And I went to my Reiki teacher and I was like, hey, these things are happening to me. And she was like, oh, great. Like, show me. So I showed her and she was like, oh, okay, these are just the symbols coming through you. Don't worry. Maybe you've done this in a past life. And I was like, okay, cool. So that was happening. And like very strange things were happening in sessions where like inexplainable things. And I started to get really freaked out by like, my own power and the power of Reiki. And I was like, whoa, this is intense. So <laughs> this is really fucking intense. So that started happening. And that was really like the first thing. And then one of the next things was I, when I did my Reiki three certification, my advanced Reiki training, and this was like for a master practitioner, but not for a master teacher. 
I, I, I realized that anytime I would drink, I would like shut off all of my intuitive abilities. And anytime I would smoke weed, it was just like an influx of channeling where I was really fucking overwhelmed. And like, I had to just be alone and give myself healing energy and my hands were on fire. And like, I couldn't turn off the Reiki shit. And <laughs> and I, I just felt like I was going to die or explode um, from all of the energy that was passing through me. And I would just like weep and I would cry and I would journal and this was my first experience with channeling, but I would journal and my handwriting would change. And all of a sudden I was channeling one of my guardian angels and Sylvia. Sylvia was one of my guardian angels. She's like a little old Italian woman. And um, I just, I love her so much. She's been such a beautiful presence in my life, but um, I would just start channeling Sylvia and I was very confused. Oh my gosh, I have full body chills right now. Sylvia, thank you for being present. We love you. I appreciate you greatly. I know, I know. I haven't checked in in a while. I haven't checked in a while with Sylvia. So I'm going to check in with her later after this episode, I promise. Okay. Um, She's the best. She's just, she's just here for me. So I started channeling Sylvia and like my handwriting would change and it would turn into more like calligraphy and I was very confused about what was happening and very like overwhelmed and I started to feel so physiologically overwhelmed by what was happening because the way that I receive my intuitive messages is for, through um, clairsentience, which is the sensation of feeling. So like in my, in my body. And so through my more openness to the divine channel, I was feeling so much in my body where it was just like my nervous system literally felt like it was going to explode, just like blow up and blow over. Um, and my eyes would well up with tears and I would just randomly start crying and I would randomly get the chills. And, um, I didn't really have the control over my spiritual powers at all. And it was way, way worse, way more intense when I would drink or when I would smoke. And it was really too much for me to handle on like the physical level because when I would turn my powers off via alcohol, I found that like the next day it would just be so intense. It would be so fucking intense or it was overwhelming to my nervous system once again. And when I would smoke pot, it was just like totally taking over my body. So I had to fucking chill. I had to chill and I acknowledged that I was in a state of integration and also a part of me not being able to control these energies was, for example, I would walk into a room and um, all of a sudden people's angels would start coming to me. And I was like, okay, um, so we have this message that's coming through for you. <laughs> and it would just happen all of the time all of the time. And I was starting not to be like scared of the world or navigating through the world. I just literally didn't know what was happening. I just didn't know what was happening. And a part of this was I was seeing this human, seeing this, this guy and, um, every, I just, I knew our angels had brought us together. Well, it was more like his angels had brought him to me because his angels had something to tell him. And it ended up being like such a beautiful connection. I'm so grateful for this person. He's just, he's, I have such a like deep love for him through this experience, but it was really interesting to observe the situation because I would just be like sitting there in meditation 
And all of a sudden, his angels would show up. And I would be like, okay, let me just write this down. I'll let him know that whenever he's ready, I have these messages for him. But it would just happen all of all of the time. And then like I would be with him and say we'd be like laying together and I'd be like, okay, we have to do this reading right now. <laughs> we do this reading right now. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just like, what the fuck is happening? I, I just didn't have any type of control surrounding it. And yeah, it was really intense. So I had to go through a period of integration where I was learning how to be in touch with this part of myself and honor this part of myself and and not necessarily turn it off, but just be in union with it as opposed to feeling overwhelmed and like almost disconnected from it. Because when it's so intense, you can feel you can feel a bit disconnected from it or like feel resentment for it because you don't want it because you didn't ask for it. And so with that, there was a, there had to be a settling physiologically within me. Uh, so that was, that was when I really like stopped drinking, stopped smoking pot. And I would like identify myself as sober curious still to this day, but I choose to not drink or smoke pot like ever, <laughs> like ever, ever. But I mean, yeah. So just because of that reason, I feel that my body is more integrated. So I stopped drinking and smoking for probably like nine months in total. And like at the beginning of this process and like since then there have been periods of like six months, eight months, seven months. Like I just really don't need it. (laughs) And I'm at a point in my life where I don't know if I will ever like like drink or smoke again and it's not for any reason other than I really enjoy being sober and my sobriety has really helped me with the integration process like it's been non-negotiable for the integration process of my spiritual awakening because it brought me back to myself and to my internal power and it gave me the space that I really needed to allow my nervous system to regulate itself through as like these gifts became in union with my soul and with my body and where I could feel very comfortable with them and not feel afraid of them or not feel overwhelmed by them. So it was really just this, it supported this process of me coming home to myself and my gifts when it felt very foreign. And another part of my spiritual awakening process was um, after my brother passed away and it's actually like a really beautiful story. So he passed away in 2020 and he, um, and I was dating somebody at the time and I felt like, oh my goodness. So it's so funny. I feel like people come into our lives when they do for a reason and simultaneously like leave, leave our lives when they do for a reason. And I, I met this person and um, things were like very beautiful and I feel like I needed my ex I feel like the reason why my ex-boyfriend was in my life was really to support me through my brother's funeral. Like, oh my gosh, he was such a godsend during that process, really, truly. And I have to acknowledge that. Like, yes, there, there were different parts of our relationship where I could be like, not a godsend. But um, <laughs> like through my brother's funeral, he helped me so much. He helped me so much. And I really don't know if I could have done it without him. And 
after my brother's passing, we returned to where we were living, um, which was out of the state at the time. And we were living on a Native American reservation and there was a cemetery on the property. And I remember we had gotten into some sort of a fight. It was like literally a couple days after we got back from my brother's funeral. And I went for a walk. I went for a walk. He he was gaslighting me. And I remember feeling like this isn't how I'm supposed to feel. Like I've been here before and I don't want to experience this again. And this isn't how I'm supposed to feel in a relationship. And I like, I don't want to feel fucking crazy anymore. I don't want to feel fucking crazy anymore. And like, I know this is, this is true. And this is literally like the definition of gaslighting. And I remember one of the, like one of the aunts who was living at the property, um, pulled me aside and she was like, she was like, do you know what gaslighting is? And I was like, yeah, I do. (laughs) Thanks for asking. Um, and so I went on a little walk, a little stroll and I was in the cemetery and I was just, I was sitting there on the bench and I just called my friend, my, one of my best friends, Morgan. And, um, I was telling her everything and I was like, Morgs, I'm really fucking overwhelmed. And I feel like extremely alone. And I was just walking around the cemetery and there was a heart that was made out of different stones that was like a part of the graveyard. And on all of the stones that made the heart was the word Ferris. And my brother's last name is Ferris. His last name is Chris Ferris. And it was spelt the same way. And I was like, oh my God, this is strange. And I had, um, then I got off the phone with Morgan. I sat down and I was just meditating there and like weeping. And I felt my brother like holding my body, like literally holding my physical body. And he was rocking me from side to side. And I was like, whoa, this is really like the most I've ever felt spiritually in my life. And so he was rocking me from side to side and I was just sitting there like weeping. And then that night he came to me in my dreams and um, he like he told me that he was always there for me and that I was never alone because like that's what the feeling I had been feeling so much was that I was alone when I was with this this person with like with my ex-boyfriend, I felt so fucking alone. And I mean, like we had moved away from all of my friends and we were like doing this life thing on our own. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is fucking crazy. This is fucking crazy. Like this isn't happening. And I kept, when we're in denial, we're not allowing ourselves to change our reality. And I stayed in the state of denial until my brother passed away. And then it was like, after that, he literally, I felt energetically like my brother put up a fucking wall between me and this guy. And, um, my brother was like, no, no more, no more. And that's when things started to change. And it was really intense and scary for me because energetically when you feel a wall between you and this person you're like what the fuck and then you go to sleep at night and every night your brother starts showing up and every day in meditation he's like you're not alone i've got you you're safe to make the decisions that you need you love yourself more than this you deserve more than this and like you're hearing these voices and it's like undeniable it was undeniable for me so at that time i was like holy shit there there there's some like really strange things happening and and simultaneously, physically, I would feel my brother 
like holding my feet and my legs when I would go into meditation and he would like take me on spiritual journeys. And this was new for me because I'm a very physical person. I like to be in my body. I like to feel grounded and I like to, you know, feel the earth beneath me. And it wasn't until he passed away where I really allowed myself to go there to go up into this to up into space. So that was definitely a part of the spiritual awakening um process was being was being there with my brother and of course there are so many like other little moments but overall what I can say the spiritual awakening process has been like for me it's just a process of trusting myself. It's just fucking trusting myself and trusting yeah, like every single aspect of myself and knowing that because of course the way that I share spirituality with the world is very different than what it looks like to a lot of people. Um, like 100%, I am weird. I am quirky. I am funny. I am, um, like very goofy and I share spirituality in that way. Like I will be twerking talking about plant medicine and I will be like fucking singing dramatic songs and doing salsa dancing or like grinding to reggaeton or whatever talking about fucking enlightenment and and all I need to do in like through this process of spiritual awakening and embodiment is to acknowledge that is to trust myself and to acknowledge that the way things are flowing through me are flowing through me for a reason because if they weren't meant to be expressed in this way, they would not flow through me in this way. They would not flow through me in this way if they weren't meant to be expressed in this way. And yeah, it's hard sometimes um, when I'm experiencing judgment from other people in the spiritual community because it doesn't look the same or act the same because I wear short skirts instead of long skirts. Like, (laughs) you know what? So there's always... There's, there's a quote unquote idea of what spirituality looks like. And I am not that. And I am not that. And I understand that. And I love that about myself. And that is a fucking part of me embodying and accepting and more deeply surrendering to my spirituality because I share in the way that I am guided to share. And I trust my guidance. I trust my inner guidance system. I trust the wisdom that lives within me. I trust my intuition. I trust the divinity that is expressed through me and through my embodiment and through my unconditional love and through my unconditional and radical acceptance of myself in each and every present moment, which means fully allowing that to be expressed in the world in the way that I am guided to do so, even when that looks different, even when that doesn't fit the puzzle piece of what we're told that spirituality is. And and I love that about myself. I fucking love that about myself. And I am not meant to be like anybody else. And neither are you. And any way that spirituality flows through you is the way that it's meant to be expressed. Like we have these filters in our brains, in our conscious mind in our and in our subconscious mind that blocks us from fully being able to be ourselves and our unique expression is our divine expression 
Our unique expression is our divine expression. And when we can come back into union with that, instead of pushing parts of ourselves away because it looks different than the way that other people do it, or because it doesn't fit into the idea of what we think we should be, then we can allow ourselves to be in fucking union with ourselves. And the more that we embrace all parts of ourselves and the more that we trust ourselves and the more that we trust our intuition, the more that we will receive intuitive guidance and the closer we will become to spirit, source, divinity. And spiritual awakening is something that is not isn't something that's unique to me. Like we all have these processes in our own timing. And when we are ready to accept them or sometimes when the world shakes us or we experience trauma and trauma has also been a huge part of my spiritual awakening, right? Like I've talked about that. I'll talk more about it (laughs) all fucking day. Like, and the other thing is like, I, I mean, I talk about trauma and I make fucking jokes. Like this is just who, this is just who I am. Like I'm smiling saying the word trauma. Like the, the parts of me and all of me in my dark humor and my fucked up humor and like how I am just a little like freak and a, a weirdo and all of me, all of me is needed in this world. All of me is needed in this world. And the more that I surrender to that trust, the more... I allow my intuition to flow. The more that I get out of my own fucking way and just allow myself to be and to be present and to be expressed and to allow myself to channel. And that's what this is. That's what this shit is. Like, that's the reason why I do the podcast. That's the reason why I write. That's the reason why I show the fuck up on social media and the way that I do. It's because it is fucking me. It is authentic. And like, the more that I embrace every aspect of myself, the closer that I am to spirit. And that's what I want you to remember, that the more that you embrace every single fucking aspect of yourself, the closer that you are to spirit or to God or to divinity or to the universe. And that is who you are meant to be. You wouldn't be, you wouldn't have been given this body, this mind, this soul, if you weren't meant to fully embrace it. You wouldn't have, you wouldn't have. And you deserve to be loved unconditionally for all that you are. And I want to remind you that you already are loved in that way for all that you are by a higher power and it is our human self that places boundaries and conditions surrounding love it is our human self that does that and that's so beautiful because it is so human and also and also you you deserve to be loved fully and you already are so that is definitely a process of coming more deeply into union is to accept yourself and accept what you need through this process every step of the way and to just know that you are experiencing everything that you need to experience in the divine moment and just because you're not having like this is another thing just because you're not having fucking visions and seeing ghosts or angels doesn't mean that you're not in union with spirit or that you don't have a connection to spirit or to intuition or to to a higher power like that exists within you because you are divinely human each and every one of us are and that yeah that's not separate from you that's not separate from you and you don't need to be experiencing these crazy fucking things in order to be like to be to be spiritual you don't need to be purging on the fucking (laughs) full moon lunar eclipse in scorpio whatever um 
and throwing up for no reason to be spiritual. You can be who you are and and also be in connection to your intuition. You can be you can have human judgments and human reactions and human emotions and that can be like a part of your spiritual process. So just know that, just acknowledge that and know that you are fucking love and you're not separate from love and when I think of spirituality, what I think of is love. What I think of is love and like radical self-acceptance and radical self-love and that will always bring you closer to yourself and the closer that you get to yourself the closer that you get to the god that lives within you and to the spirit that lives within you and to your own intuition and that's what it's all about baby all right all right i'm sweating (sighs) fucking mexico city is hot as balls um all right i love you all have a beautiful evening a beautiful night wherever you are all right my loves thank you so much for tuning into another episode of bad witches only i'm your host ali schlenner and i'm so fucking thankful that you are here and i want to let you guys know as well that i will be having a reiki one and two certification course coming out so soon so if you are interested I encourage you to sign up for the wait list because we do have a limited spot, a limited number of spots available. It will be a fusion of both live and recorded modules and it really dives into the energy of application and integration for Reiki energy and to apply that to our own lives and to allow it to allow us to access the true power that is Reiki and to embody that and to share that and to live that. So if you are interested, go ahead and sign up for the wait list. I am so excited about this program. Um, it is really the program that I needed and I don't think anything else like this exists. So I'm really excited to be sharing it in this way. And of course, like anxious about kind of switching up the format and all the things but I know that it is flowing through me in this way for a reason and I am being guided to share it in this way for a reason so if it resonates with you sign up for the wait list and yeah I fucking love you guys have a beautiful week happy motherfucking Monday and I love you